Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome back to Canadian Spies Are Boring. Yay! I don't think there's actually any <sighs> what do you do, Jesse. I'm, I'm looking Jesse's at... slowly drinking everything in the fridge, That's what even I do. though he's not a client. <laughs> well, That's you're what I welcome. Do. That's what I do. You know me. I've got a lovely there's, cup. If there's food lovely... or beverages in front of me, I will eat and drink them. <laughs> I've got a lovely cup of green tea. In a mug uh, with in a your mug. family on it. Lots of family pictures from a trip to Disneyland. Very... Disney World. Oh, really? The good fun. one. Yeah, I went to Disneyland. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Did you know, no, I'm just kidding. It was great. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> anyway, I've been to the one in Paris as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, um, yeah, it's I, went, I went back uh, to Disneyland about a decade ago in California and uh, with my brother. And it uh, I didn't know because I was a kid the first time I went. But you can like walk around with beer, just drinking beer in like the million. Yeah, the only beer. place you can't do that is, is a place called Canada. <laughs> Right. In the UK, you can you can they sell beer on trains and wine. You can just drink beer and yeah, wine on can, trains. You can drink wine and beer on trains here for sure. Really? You can't? Can you drink in the in in? You can't drink on a beach here. No, but on trains, you can't drink in. You can't just trains. Drink, trains. You, and you know, Halifax, you can drink. Halifax Commons is just outside yeah. this building. Yes. You if you were sat there drinking beer, you'd you'd be arrested. Well, I mean. You could be arrested. Most other You're countries, you could probably do that. not going to be arrested. There's like, the, in Wales, in a town called Abergavenny, there's a, they have a, a blues festival, 
and you can go in, buy a pint of beer and a glass, and yeah. you can just walk around the town drinking it and then take the glass back to a different pub. So that happens in Newfoundland. Okay, and if there are any Newfoundlanders listening to this, and I get this wrong, please correct me, in St. John's. Is it St. John's or St. John? Oh, my God, I can never remember St. John's. Even I know that. Do you? St. John is New Brunswick. St. John's is Newfoundland. Come on, I've been here three years. No, it's 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 so. It's a big deal. I'm never going to get it. I it's a big deal to people from St. John I, and St. John's. I don't think it is. It is. <laughs> I think I think we're going to get. I, please send hate mail to Jess. No. <laughs> anyway, I've send it to Canadian Politics. Is boring at gmail.com and I will forward <laughs> it to his personal email. Have you heard of George Street? No. You what? Are you serious? George Street in Newfoundland? No. In St. John's, Newfoundland, George Street. No, I've never, I'm, I've never been. I can't wait to go, but I've never been. You've never so. heard of it. I've never heard of it. So been. George Street, I've heard of Newfoundland. George, George Street is just a street of just. It's amazing. I've been there once. It's amazing. It's just bar after bar, pub after pub after bar after pub. Like that's all. And you there can is. take the glasses in between. And from them. what I've been told, on there's a there's a George Street festival, right? And during the festival, it's just this drunken insanity. And yeah, you can go in and grab a pint and then leave that bar wandering down the street with your pint great. and then wander in another bar. And it's just, yeah. So that apparently Halifax has the most amount of bars per capita in all of North America with the ex- with the exception of George Street in Newfoundland, I think, which is, had nothing to do with capita or something. I don't know. It's amazing. You got to see it. This isn't about George Street or alcohol. Let's. This is a very long intro. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about spiceries. Uh, remember, remember the last episode we teased Camp X. Camp X. Camp X. Camp the school X. for spies. Spy school. Can we do like a musical intro and you could put a little Spy music to it? Spy school. Camp X. Spy school. Spy school. Do you want to hear a really cool... German bass doesn't really go with spy. Campex, 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 I'm having fun with this. Campex <laughs> sounds like some kind of uh, drug. It does. Or sanitary like product. <laughs> Campex. <laughs> Feel fresher for longer. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. So Campex's sole purpose was to develop and train agents in every aspect of silent killing, sabotage, partisan work, recruitment methods for the resistance movement, demolition, map reading, weaponry, and Morse code. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Silent killing. No, you don't want to do your killing loudly. No. No. Um, So it was... (laughs) So if I were joining Camp X, tell me what I would be greeted with and how my classes during the day would be. <laughs> I'm very curious to start my training at Camp X. So, again, it was set up Mother, by- I'm off to Camp X. I've got my little hobo bag slung across <laughs> a stick on my shoulder, and off I go on an adventure. I, I want to be a spy. I can't wait to join Camp X. There we go. I hope so- you become a counselor. It was... <laughs> It was established on December the 6th, 1941 by Sir William Stevenson, the real-life inspiration. He started it? For James He started it, yeah. The real-life inspiration. Did you tell me that last this episode? Was the la- yesterday. We talked you, about this. Did you tell me that? Yeah. So Sir William, Sir William Stevenson, just, the real-life inspiration really for James Bond, established Camp X, the world's foremost spy training camp. All right. That's pretty cool. Um so uh, apparently the, the purpose of this facility was uh 
sabotage, subversion, intelligence gathering. They also did lockpicking, explosives. Training. I tried lockpicking. I tried learning lockpicking when I was younger. I could not for the life of me do. I know how it works. I know that I know the methodology behind it. I know how to do it. I've just never been able to do it. Why? I don't know. Whose house are you hoping to enter? I just wanted to be a like a like a spy. <laughs> So, uh, if you are from a spy agency and you'd like Jesse, you'll probably have to join one of the shit ones first and yep. work your way up. So. Camp Y. Camp Y. <laughs> so, encode and decoding, recruiting techniques, uh, silent killing, we covered that. Um, Camp X was so secret that Canadian Prime Minister Mackenzie King was unaware of its full purpose. Well, he wasn't being told of it through... The well, ghost network. The, dose, the ghosts didn't know. Yeah, they That's didn't how know, right? yeah. The undead were unaware of Campax. <laughs> That's why they had to do silent killing. Yeah, because if they, they knew who was coming to kill them, they'd tell them about they'd Camp They'd tell Mackenzie exactly. King. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's so, specifically why we have silent killing treatment. Uh, it's classes. Classes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Camp X opened the day before Pearl Harbor happened. Oh, wow. And the idea behind Camp X was it's right on the border. So that wasn't, like, scheduled. Well, it was good timing. (laughs) Camp's open, and then Pearl Harbor happened. So it was supposed to be a collaborative uh, link. It was supposed to link Britain and the United States. So it was right on the border. So it was on Lake Ontario, and it was only 30 miles straight across the lake to the United States. So the idea was they could bounce radio signals across the lake and also, um, it was possible to sneak across in a boat, for instance. Um, and it was five miles away from the town of Ajax, where uh, there was uh, the Defence Industries Limited. Um, so it was an armaments manufacturing facility. So it was one of the it was the largest in the whole of the Commonwealth, which is the British Empire at the time, or the wider British British kind of um, influenced set of countries. So essentially, the um, what happened was they they were close to America. It was top secret location. They were close to a ton of weapons. Mm. It was the perfect place for a spy camp. It was also um, close to the the railways, which ran through the top part of Camp X. Mm. So if they wanted, oh really? Oh cool. So it was like it straddled the main railway hubs, and also um, it was close to a German prisoner of war camp. I don't know why they would need to be. Yeah, why would they do that? It's... Maybe they wanted to learn language or techniques. Maybe they just I don't know, but. Right. They, if they needed use of German prisoners, they were nearby. This wasn't Camp Twenty, was it? No, this wasn't Camp Twenty. Okay. <laughs> this is Camp. This is a place people 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 wish they were in Camp Twenty, but no. they were at this other camp. Oh, that's too bad. Um, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think everybody wished they were in Camp Twenty. Just, just saying. Like even when I, <laughs> <laughs> and pretty quickly into World War Two, people realized how important Camp X was, and there were loads of requests for more people to be trained and more training programs to be added. Um, and all this time, Mackenzie King had no idea. No, he didn't. Well, he didn't know the full. He didn't have a full idea of it. So. Right. Um, so people were coming in from London and New York to be trained as well. Uh, they were training agents to go behind enemy's lines on um, specialized missions. Um, and they've been requested to train agents and instructors as well. And they started to help train the U.S. Off, uh, Office of Strategic Services, the predecessor to the CIA. Um, and they were training people for the FBI as well. Um, and they were also training new trainers to train people in the United, United States. It became very successful. And ev- everyone wanted a piece of Camp X. Wow. So, um, uh, it sounds like a sitcom title, so they, but they were so everyone big. wants a piece of Campex. Campex, um, so stay fresher longer. <laughs> but it was so successful, they had to establish a weekend course 
<laughs> so <laughs> that's where I left. Wait, is that true? Yeah. Hold on, what? To ease the demand for experienced trainers. I think we're making that up. No, a very successful program of weekend courses was established. You're shitting me. And you learn to be a spy in your spare time yeah. on the weekends. <laughs> are you are you working for the man? Do you have a of... sad, sad bureaucrat, bureaucratic <laughs> job? Do you want to learn to be a spy without your mom or your best friend or your sad, sad wife knowing? Come to Camp X on the weekend for our weekend training course. Anyway, now how to learn? Learn now learn how to play with people's lives. Um, one of the uh, one of the craziest things was that I, I think one of the edges that Camp X had. It wasn't just typical training. It was the psychological aspect of the training that was really important. So um, the agent's training in... So, like, can you really be gaslit in a, just, like, a Saturday-Sunday no, sort of training regimen? I think, no, like, I think it's the mindset. So it's, like, um, fearlessness and the ability to kill without mercy and silently. So um, the agent's training in silent killing and unarmed combat was developed of, um, from his ability what to... What was the silent quit. killing that they keep talking about? Like, I've actually seen this before in a... In you've a seen world, it? No, I've seen in a documentary they had these daggers that were sharp on both sides and they'd sneak up behind and they just push it up under your rib cage and it's, it robs you of the ability to scream because it pierces your diaphragm and you just die really quickly i and really shouldn't have and asked you, and you can't say anything you, you just go, of course you knew this yeah. you're the lover of gore and disgusting <laughs> so shit that's how you silently kill so okay next week <laughs> <laughs> thanks Reese. um so um they <laughs> good god Jesse, do you know what time it is? What time is it, Reese? Ad time. Yay! <laughs> no, that's we'll back after these uh, these important things. Ads. So they had to assess whether people were capable of doing this, uh, and they would recruit them based on. They, they also needed to train people to be able to to find people they knew they could. Uh, recruit behind enemy lines and would could trust. So it wasn't just you need to be able to kill. You need to go behind enemy lines and build another secret army, your own mini campex in France or wherever you may be, Ukraine. Um, and uh, they were trained to listen for a comment about the government, Nazis, or how the war was progressing to kind of get an idea of how people felt about different things. It was a proper spy craft, observing, watching people. That's a cool name for a TV show. What's that? Spycraft. Spycraft. Or yeah. like a Lego set. Spycraft. But yeah, that's about it. Okay, yeah. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so I know like things like buy him a drink, buy him a meal in his manner and identify uh, the philosophy and thoughts about the war, see if they could be an ally. Um, Who are you talking about? What? The, it was training people to be able to... Buy people food. No, <laughs> to assess, like, to go behind enemy lines and work out who was on your side and who wasn't, who could be trusted oh. in terms of, like, having general conversations and using that to assess whether someone could be an ally or whether you needed to avoid them. Okay. So. Um, and and that technique included buying them food to make yeah, someone buy like them a you. meal, have a beer, and go, hey, how do you think, oh, this bloody war, how do you think about it? Tell me. Have you heard of a man called Hitler? What do you think about him? <laughs> Good, bad? <laughs> You know, that kind of stuff. I would have been a good spy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What do you think? Have you heard of a man called Hitler? What do you think of yeah, him? Exactly. Oh, I, somebody over there. Would just you told... let him babysit your kids? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What about that mustache? <laughs> 
I hear that it grows out of his nostrils and he just presses it against his top lip. And his lip's actually bald. (laughs) Any opinions? Want to be a spy? (laughs) (laughs) A mustache made out of nose hair. That's what I've been meaning to grow for years. My grandfather fought behind enemy lines in North Africa in World War II. I think he would be way better than I was. <laughs> oh, I thought that had something to do with growing a mustache from his nose hairs for I a second. Like, I was just waiting for it. So also, and this is, this is there was a, they helped set up a major communications network with, with radios um, behind enemy lines, shortwave radios um, and the telecommunications center. Do you know what they called it? No. Hydra. That was the name. Fuck of the off. Se- no, seriously, the, the 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 secret radio network was called Hydra. Are you serious? Yeah. Because if you so Hydra took, play- took one down, another pops up in its place. So Hydra played a magnificent role in the tactical and strategic Allied radio networks. Um, and hail Hydra! Yeah, hail Hydra! They saved us from <laughs> from the Nazis in a weird. Yeah, it's just just Marvel just stole it. Um, there was a close combat trainer called um, William E. Fairbanks, who was nicknamed uh, Dangerous Dan, um, and another one called Eric A. Sykes, and they trained people how to fight with, with like hand-to-hand combat. And the technique was get down in the gutter and win at all costs. No more, f- no more fair playing. Kill or be killed. That was their training technique. Jesus. So it's nice, isn't it? Bite, bite their ears off. Poke them in the eye. Uh, that kind we, of stuff. Yeah, no, we can stop with the, the examples. <laughs> Thank you. I, I had a, I had an experience. No, no, no. I had no. an experience. Oh, God. I had an oh experience. God, Chris, no, this is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is fascinating. There's no gore. There's no blood. I don't I believe prom- you. I promise you. There's no gore. There's no blood. So okay, I, was, I was making a documentary, and we were doing some filming with a man who trained SAS uh, people in hand-to-hand combat. And um, what's the SAS again? The Secret Air Service is like the British version of well, it's the British Special Forces. Okay, and um, they, they, the the training technique he was teaching was how to win a fight while making it look like you don't know how to fight, and it was an accident, and you got lucky. Because oh. the idea was, if you're going to be behind enemy lines or in a situation, and you suddenly do like a, I don't know, you you sudden all of a sudden you like Mister Action Hero Man. And you're like doing roundhouse kicks and right and everything. Then they go, oh, that's just not a normal man. Whereas if you win a fight and it looks like you just just flailed about the place and knocked a few people over, then they're just going to go, oh, he's just a, just some kind of hooligan who got lucky. That's and amazing. So it was like how to how to beat the shit out of someone and make it look like you don't know what you're doing. That's incredible. Which- <laughs> Kind of like, kind of like uh, drunken kung fu sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. It was like kind of yeah, exactly. Drunken like, monkey, drunken yeah. It's yeah. So it was like it was like oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this, and then and it was stuff like um, but it was, like some some masters who were brutal. Like if you got car keys, use them. That kind of stuff. So. <laughs> okay, now we're getting. Remember the thing I didn't. Well, it's not okay. <laughs> and the other thing he was like, he was like, I love it when someone's got a beard, and he, his thing was he just loved grabbing people's beards and pulling them as hard as possible. <clears throat> he was like, that's a great way to take someone down. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Really nice man. <laughs> what a wonderful lunch. So. Jesus Christ. So the other thing about Canada is that there's a lot of people from around the world who moved here. Even back in the 1940s, you know, Canada was a, a largely full of immigrants from all around the world. Always has been. Mm. So many of them were recruited to go back to the countries they emigrated from as spies because they spoke oh, the language. Cool. So Camp X, 
well, basically there was loads of uh, people from Switzerland, France, Ukraine who were all trained and sent back basically to to kind of um so uh, Yugoslavians, Italians, Hungarians, Rome, uh, Romanians, uh, Chinese, Japanese, they were all close in a geographical area and um they trained hundreds of people there to, to then go back and and do this sabotage, silent killing and all the horrible stuff that you don't like hearing about. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so um, it was so successful, the CIA even named their recruit facility The Farm, uh, which was a nod to the original farm that existed at Camp X. The Farm? The Farm. What, so, what farm? Yeah. They had a farm? Which is no, weird. it was, the, the camp was built on an old farm. Oh. The CIA called oh, their no, trading no. camp The Farm oh. in honor of that I camp, mean, which was on a farm. They could probably it's not be a difficult little bit to more work creative out, but, yeah. than, you know. It's not You're very, too busy thinking about someone having their beard ripped off. I, I mean, honest to God, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking so, ripped off. <laughs> so Ian Until Fleming... now. We talked about this. Ian Fleming, yeah. who was famous for the James Bond books, he uh, he spent some time in, uh, in Camp X. Um, and also, do you know who else was there? Um, Roald Dahl, the kid's author. He, he, he trained what? in Camp X. Yeah. What? Yeah. Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl trained there. Didn't he do, like, James and Fantastic the Giant Mr. Fox. Yeah. Did he do Matilda, James? all those he trained. And then... I, what? Yeah. And then also, uh, uh, Paul Den, who was a British screenwriter. He wrote Goldfinger, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, Planet of the Apes, uh, Murder on the Orient Express. He was a screenwriter who also trained there. Wow. Um, and apparently there was a... Um, there's a hotel... Uh, near a church called the St. James Bond United Church in Toronto at the time, and they think that that's the Ian Fleming, who was at the camp, stayed nearby and got the name for James Bond from a church. Either that or it was the St. James the Saint Bond. St. James Bond. <laughs> Can you picture? St. James Bond. <laughs> so he got the name the from the church, not saint, the other way around. The patron saint of silent killing. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, uh, the the park is is now a park called Intrepid Park, and it's got a Remembrance Day ceremony. So, for, on, sorry, I want to interrupt for a second. Yeah, St. James Bond Church, St. James Bond Church, was, United Church, United Church was around before Ian Fleming created James Bond. Yeah, and some people claim that Ian Fleming might have stayed at a hotel nearby, and that's where he got the idea for James Bond from. No, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, it's it's kind of I don't know it's speculation. There's no truth, there. right? But but there's a remembrance day ceremonies are held there for people who died in died in action and everything. It's not fought bravely. And a damaged building from Camp X was found and restored in 2016. Artifacts from the spy camp are still occasionally found in the park. A hobbyist with a metal detector in 2016 uncovered a rusty World War II smoke mortar round, triggering a visit from the Canadian Forces bomb disposal team. So there we go. Okay. So uh, that was Camp X. Sweet. I learned a lot. Do would you go to Camp X now, knowing all the no, stuff you have to God, learn? No. I don't want to learn how to kill people. I nobody wants to learn how to kill people, but I mean, um, back then they did. Well, back then, it was weekend courses was weekend. so popular. <laughs> hey, silent killing. <laughs> I got an A in silent killing. Are you tired of killing people and making a lot of noise while you do it? Do we have the solution for you? Come to our one of our weekend courses. It's fast. It's quick. It's convenient. It's Everybody silent hates killing. Everybody to death. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. 
call to action. Please come back tomorrow. We, we love you. Need a new call to action. Um, uh, Instagram. Do, <laughs> do your laundry. You're probably neglecting do your laundry. Yeah. Um, uh, I Separate hope you're enjoying this daily. Do you like having us in your life every day? Of course they do, but you can't uh, do it forever. And you'll go crazy. It's gonna Reese. break me. Yeah, well, it did last time. Well, fuck, I <laughs> broke you. So we had to take a month off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So uh, come what's, back. What's on for? What's on the plate for tomorrow? Give us a teaser. Oh, this is. <laughs> What was oh, that noise? Uh, <laughs> so uh, we are, we've covered Canadian spying up to World War II. What happened after World War II? Can, any guesses what happened after World War II? Well, not World War III, I'm fairly no. certain. But... but nearly did. And what was that called? That pressure of World War III nearly happening? The Cold War. Yay! So we're going to move on to the Cold War. Okay. Uh, and the Cold War started in Canada. Fucking fascinating. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah. we're going to cover that, a little bit of a tease, ready for tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Right. Tune Sweet. in tomorrow to find out how Canada started the Cold War. <laughs> da, 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 da. And um, go do your laundry. You do, know your, laundry do your laundry, follow us on Instagram, yeah. and come back tomorrow. Um, and don't kill anyone silently or loudly. <laughs> just, don't, just, just don't kill people. Just don't kill people. Yeah. yeah, and unless uh, it's your job, and that thing I said about stabbing someone under the rib cage, don't Why ever, did you don't bring ever it up do again? that. Why don't would you mention that. it again? Don't it was in a documentary just, I watched as a kid, and it burned in my twice. brain. It burned it's into not my brain. Something okay, but if it's I ever just, do need to kill oh, someone silently, don't, even, I'm, don't say it again. I know no, what to good. do. No, oh, okay. oh my god, stop! Just, I'm not gonna do it. I'm saying I could. Thank you. Yes, because you watched it a documentary once, so now you know exactly how to do it. It was like when the before this. Before the Discovery Channel stopped reporting on facts, yeah, uh, I used to watch it, and uh, oh, it was right. just speculation and Discovery about Bigfoot, just Bigfoot UFOs, right. fake history. Um, when they still did documentaries about reality. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. If you're from the Discovery Channel, <laughs> oh my god, um, <laughs> sort yourselves out. I used to like watching you. And then come sponsor us. Yeah, come sponsor us. <laughs> See cool. you tomorrow, everybody. Thanks for sticking us in your holes. Yay, more Canadian spies. Oh, I'm gonna, if I ever buy a boat, I'm going to call it Silent Death. I, I'm not going to buy a boat, so don't worry. Okay. <laughs>
Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. 